Eric and Dave, you are good to go. Good morning, everybody. Hey, um, my name is David Kammer, and I'm a core level three coach. And we're going to be talking about how to crush your theme day calls in the fourth quarter. Um, I'll start by saying this. The fourth quarter is basically here now. So that's why we're talking about it now, because you're going to start crushing it the minute we get off this call today. And uh, a little bit about... My journey, I've been a core student uh, for 15 years and I've been at this, I'm in my ninth year as a coach. I really enjoy this company. What I like about it most is we're very tactical and very straightforward and the stuff that we teach is simple and it works. So what you're going to hear today, you've probably heard before. My goal is to help you with some tactics. Uh, they're going to help to keep you on track. Uh, all of us, the best of the best of the coaches, we've all been off track many, many times, so we know what it feels like and we can identify with it. Uh, we know that to be your absolute best, that you've got to remove some of the roadblocks and you have to understand commitment and accountability and what's most important in your business. So we're going to talk about those things. Uh, just to kind of kick it off, theme days, what are they? Well, we're on a rhythm each week. and uh, our rhythm is the same it's on a weekly basis. We have calls that we do on Monday. We have calls that we do on Tuesday. We have calls on Wednesday. And then we have calls again on Thursday. And we have calls on Friday. And if you're really ambitious, you have more calls on Saturday and Sunday. However, I do want to say I think it's very, very important that you have at least one day of rest every single week. Uh, I think this is hardest for real estate agents. And uh, as a lender, I also work a lot on the weekend, especially now when it's busy and people need help. Uh, but I don't on purpose make theme day calls seven days a week. I do it five days a week. I want to be crystal clear. You stick to a schedule. Uh, the system has be, been refined uh, over many, many years. Uh, we've had lots of us go this direction and that direction, uh, test this and test that. We keep getting drawn back to here's what works. Let's do better at execution. So this is what I know is my personal struggle around this has been all about execution. Uh, the number one struggle I've had is time management. That happens to be my weakness. Uh, if some of you out there who are listening are also struggling with time management, then please take note. This is very, very important. You must calendar for your theme day calls. They have to be on a calendar. It has to be time blocked. I find that I'm freshest in the morning. That's when I'm uh, most energetic. I haven't had an experience during the day that has eh, knocked my mood sideways. And I'll tell you what to do when that happens too, by the way. But that's, that's the system. So every single day of every single week, I have time blocked in the morning. And it literally says power hour dash theme day calls. I know what the theme days are, but the number one thing is having that calendar. Now, for those of you who are really struggling with calendar, and here's what happens. I get it. You want to make your calls. It's on the calendar. You have every intention of making that calendar work today. I'm going to hit it. Boom, 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 boom. And then you get a call. This deal's going sideways. That's going sideways. We got some emotion going on. We're in an emotional business, and it gets you off track. And then here's the mistake. You or me, I used to, don't do this anymore. We decide that taking care of that right this minute is more important than doing our theme day calls. And that's a miss. And here's why. These theme day calls, what you do today is going to pay you in November and December and possibly January, February, March. What you don't do today, hear me clearly, will not pay you. You will make less money. Some of us just accept that it's going to be less money during certain times of the year. It's a seasonal business. That's not true. You can create your own seasons in this business by doing ambitious and consistent work around theme day calls. All right. So number one thing is calendar. You've got a time block for it and stick to it. The mindset is it is a priority. It's the number one priority. Prospecting is always number one in my business at all times. By the way, when you do get that emotional call, that problem you're dealing with, take command. Say, I'm going to deal with this. Do not worry. I got your back. 
We can fix this. I don't have a solution right now. I will call you back with an update in four hours. Do not worry. Until then, you have nothing to worry about. When I call you back, I'll have more information and we'll have a game plan for you. Great. Now, you just buy yourself four hours, two of which you can get your tail back into your theme day calls and focus on that. By the way, it doesn't hurt that while you're on that call, you might check in with them and say, I know you're having a tough day, etc. I know this went sideways, that went sideways. By the way, do you feel like I'm taking good care of you? Yes. Do you believe I'm going to be able to fix this? Absolutely. Do you want that house? Absolutely. You get three yeses. I need you to do me a favor. I'm going to take care of you. I need you to do me a favor. Oh, what is that? The favor is I need you to find me a referral. Yes, I'm asking for a referral while you've got a problem going on because I'm going to take care of you. Every time you're on the phone, ladies and gentlemen, you may as well turn it into a prospecting call is all I'm saying. And you might think I'm, I, I just say that and I don't do it. I promise you. You call and ask my team. I do that all the time because I want to be efficient with my time. So if I'm on the phone to a client, whether it's a problem or not, I'm working my way to asking for a referral. And there's all sorts of ways to do it. And I just gave you what I call the yes close. You ask at least three questions in succession that they answer yes to, and then whatever you ask them after that, they're going to say yes. And the question you ask after that is, will you do me a favor? Or can I ask of a favor for you? Whatever it is, can I ask you for a favor? However you want to phrase it, you're asking for a favor. They're going to say yes. Okay? So let's talk about uh, other challenges on the calendar. You need to have somebody hold you accountable if you really suck like I do. I literally have a babysitter, and she comes and knocks on my door and makes sure I'm on track. She came 10 minutes early before this particular event and made sure I was all set up, had all my notes that I told her about that I needed, and I was all set up. So when you get to the point like me where you can afford to have somebody babysit you and keep you on your calendar, yeah, you can turn that weakness into a strength. That's how it works. Also, some of my best students who are most successful, the tactic I give them around this is they make kind of a deal with their RP1 or their LP1. That person brings you the list every day at the assigned time or right before it, and they say, here's the calls you're going to make. And then you have a deal with them that you're going to make every one of those calls, and for any call you don't make, you have to pay them five bucks. Maybe it's a dollar. Maybe it's a cup of coffee. Maybe it's ten bucks if you make a lot of money. But you're being held accountable by your team. It makes it fun for them, too, because they get to kind of boss you around just a little bit. That's fun for them. Plus, they get a reward if you screw up. So don't screw up. Make your calls. All right, so those are my calendar tactics. You've got to have the theme days. You've got to mark out the calendar. That's the beginning of it. Now, let's talk about theme days. We're going to touch about realtors first. So realtors, it's the same theme in many, many ways, but it's slightly different. Realtors, on Mondays, you're doing your top 50 VIPs. That's your favorite people. All right? So if you don't have a list, make the list. You all have a list of 50 people you like or more, I hope. You should. All right? Those are your VIPs. They're very important. You're in relationship with them. Some of them are your referral sources. They might be your mom or your dad or your sister. The people that will refer you business. Check in with them. Guess what? You don't call 50 you only have to call 12 because you take 50, divide it by four weeks, it's approximately 12. 12, 12, 12, 13, something like that. 12, 12, 13, 13, whatever. Anyway, that's what you do. So you only have to call 12 on Monday. That's not that many. You got maybe an hour and a half blocked to make 12 phone calls. Your goal is to make 12 phone calls. Check it on them. They're your VIPs. Get in relationship with them. Ask them some questions. Maybe work that yes close on them. Hey, have I always done a good job for you? Do you think I'm the best realtor in town? Do you like it when I talk to you and call you? Yes, yes, yes. Hey, do you, can you do me a favor? Really listen around the office today. Maybe there's somebody who's thinking about buying or selling. The market's so hot. Especially right now, we need listings here. They need me, don't they? Hey, do you mind just give them my number and then get their name and number and tell them I'm going to call them? All right? That's real true. Go ahead, yeah. buddy. We actually have our uh, first question for you. Well, it's from, what. Let's take a pause and take a question. It's from uh, Brandy. She says, how long are you time blocking for theme day calls? Are you only calling your prepared list or adding if you don't get a hold of all of most of your client, of your list? 
Okay, so the standard is blocked two hours a day. All right, I have a prepared list that I've prepared, that I've been gathering over a long period of time. I adjust my list every single week, Randy, and here's what I do. I meet new people, and sometimes I want to add them to my list. And then there's some other people who I've called a number of times, or I don't feel like we're in a relationship. Maybe it's my fault. Usually it is 100%, and I just release them from the list. So I don't just keep growing the list until it's gigantic. I do adjust the list. So that's what I do. Prepared list, then I add to it. I don't pull names out of a hat. I'm very on purpose. Other times during the week, I'm quote-unquote prospecting. Every time I'm out running around talking to people, I've got a leads group I go to. i got business groups I see sometimes. If I meet someone, I ask for business cards. I'm talking to people during the business day about all sorts of loans we're working on. I I maybe add them to the list. So that's what I do. You can do the same thing. Everybody meets five people a day if you're out and about. I mean, literally, you meet people in the grocery store. I have a story for a realtor, by the way. This can work for a lender, too, because I tried it, and it worked. Realtor told me she wears her name tag when she's in public all the time. She was in the grocery store, and the checker asked her about buying a house. He picked up that lady who's a checker at the store who she's met before, but just kind of chit-chat, you know, small talk. Didn't really know her because she was wearing her name tag one day when she was going through the checkout line. That person asked her if she could talk to her about buying real estate and she ended up selling her house. True story. So there's an example of how you gather your list. Does that help? Yes, absolutely. All right. There we go. Let's move on with theme day calls for realtors. So Monday is your VIPs. Call 12. You got a list of 50. You can have more. Whatever your list is, divide it by four. That's how many you call on Mondays. Uh, it's smart to not have too big of a list. What I mean by that is you really can't be in a relationship with more than 50, 60 VIPs at a time. So you got to be choosy. Which of these VIPs isn't producing for me? That sounds kind of selfish. It's okay. You can be friends with them and still invite them to the barbecue and all the other stuff you do. But if there's somebody new you want to add to the list and that other person hasn't sent you a referral in a year, you could maybe have that conversation, go have lunch and say, why not? But move on and get somebody else on the list. The point is, have a list, call one-fourth of it every single week in succession. So what happens is one Monday out of every month, somebody on that list, a person on that list, hears from you. So every single month, you're in a call relationship with them. That's what's important. Theme day, right? There's all sorts of things you can ask them. We can get into that. If we, we're probably going to have some Q&A around that later. So Tuesday, um, for realtors and lenders, it's status call day. Now, on my team, I say we got to get our status sheets out and our status calls done by noon because if I want my realtors to get their status calls done, sometimes they need the status from us. And so we, we get those out early in the day so our realtors can do their status calls. And status calls, you're checking in on everybody, but mostly your sellers. I'd recommend you check on your closers too. By the way, some of you direct traffic Realtors get to direct traffic if you're on the listing side in Oregon. That's what is, is common. Uh, when you can direct where it's going and the closer is one of your people, put them on your list for status calls. They know people, too. They know lots of realtors, and if they know about business, they can refer a deal to you. So think about that. Very, very important. All right, so sellers in process, buyers and sellers under contract. All right, that's what you do. That's who you call them. On Tuesday, those are status calls. Check in with everybody. Ask them how they're doing. Ask how their day's going? I've got six questions we can run through real quick. One of them, how are you today? It's kind of obvious, but be sincere. All right? Number two is, do you have any questions? Number three, what can I do for you today? Number four, hey, are you completely satisfied with everything I've been doing for you so far? That's a loaded question, isn't it? Some of us are afraid to ask that question. You have to ask that question all the time. The sooner you ask that question, if there's a problem, you uncover the problem. Also, if you're like me and your love language, words of affirmation, you get good feedback most of the time. and They tell you how much they love you, and it, it, it's wonderful, which opens the door for something else called a referral. I always ask this, what's something extra I can do for you today? Or do you ask me what I can do for you? What's something extra? Use that word. I got that from Nikki Salter. That was brilliant. Use that word extra. Just that one word makes a big difference. And finally, question number six, mind if I ask you a favor? 
You told me you're completely satisfied. I answered all your questions. I'm going to do that extra thing we talked about. Here's what I need you to do for me. I need you to find one person that needs to buy or sell a house. And they're interested in doing it right now. And get me in touch with them. Get their name and number. Get permission for me to call them. All right? I need you to do that. And follow up with me. I'm going to expect a call from you by noon tomorrow with that. Is that okay? I'm going to do all this for you. That's just the one thing I need you to do for me. Cool? Yes, folks. Seriously, that's what you do. That's how you do it. That's the six questions. Who's the updates? Make it happen. All right, Wednesday for realtors. Hot leads and old leads. Hopefully you guys are using a lead tracker. I hope you're using a lead tracker and tracking all your leads. I know lots of realtors. They use all sorts of different systems, Boomtown and things like that, tracking their leads, all this electronic stuff. I promise you folks, there's nothing better than an old-fashioned lead tracker that you, every time you get a lead, you write it down. It's with you. It travels with you. You know exactly what's going on all the time. It's on one sheet of paper. You change it out when it's full. Hold on to that. Go back to it. Start a new one. Always with you. If you're a realtor and you work with my team, we track all your leads for you. We give you a report every Friday, and you can use that. But don't rely on a lender to do that for you. Get your own lead tracker, follow up. Hot leads is somebody who's new or you haven't turned them into a deal yet. They haven't committed to working with you. Old leads is somebody, hey, we talked, it's been a while. Um, you aren't moving forward. Uh, maybe they talked to somebody else. Listen, folks get anxious. They go out and open houses. They meet somebody new. Make sure you're in relationship with them. At least call them. If you call somebody three times, I think the percentage is like maybe 25% of them, you, you, you close them. You call them seven times, it bumps up to like 75%. You call them 12 times, folks, listen to this, 12 times, 90% close rate. 12 times, that's a lot. By the way, the lead tracker, if you use it properly, has little hash marks on the side. You can count how many times you've called somebody. Sometimes they're busy. You're not nagging them. You're giving them service. You call them that many times in a row, I promise you, if they don't call you back, you might think they don't care about you, they disrespect you, or you're a nuisance. What's going on in their heads is, oh, my God, that person keeps calling me. They're so nice when they leave that message. They must be a good realtor. They feel guilty. Then they finally call you. The first thing out of their mouth is an apology, and then you got them. Don't hesitate to call people over. It's the biggest fail in our business, not calling enough times. So on Wednesday... Hot leads and old leads. How many times do we call them? Well, if you're smart, you're going to call them a minimum of seven. You're going to go for 12. All right? Close for that appointment. Send your evidence of success mailer to them. Get their address. Send a little postcard that has a story about somebody who helped it, about them. We helped Bobby and Sue. Oh, they were with somebody else, and that person wasn't getting it done. They came to me, and I talked to them straight about how to price their house. Um, we took it off the market. We let it season for a little while. We put it back on. They followed my strategy because they trusted me, and we sold it in three weeks, and they were so thrilled. And we got even higher than they, they thought they were going to get before. That's an evidence of success postcard. Send that to one of your leads for somebody selling a house. True story, right? Okay. Might want to send a video to them, too. That's not a bad idea. All right? Thursdays, you're going to call your top 50 past clients. This is different from VIPs. These are people you've helped in the past. They've either sold or they've bought, and you've been their realtor. All right? Most seasoned realtors have about a maximum of 400 people in this client database. All right? That's a lot. So you call 12 per week. You're not going to get to all of them. We do kind of the ABCs, okay? So you want to pick your top 50 out of that 400. All right, and do just like the VIPs, you call 12 of them every Thursday for two hours, check in on them, see how they're doing. Basically the same questions you'd ask a VIP, not the same questions you ask on your Tuesday update calls or your hot leads. This is more about relationship. Find out what they're doing. Hey, there's something new in real estate. Are you curious about what the market's doing? By the way, that house that we uh, helped you buy three years ago, if you want, I can do a, a review on it. I can kind of check what the market is, and you can see where it stands. You know, you don't need to think about selling or buying it, but maybe you're curious about what it's really, really worth. Instead of looking at all those emails from Zillow and everybody else sending you stuff, just ignore that. I'll give you the real data. 
How's that sound? Oh, by the way, can I ask you a favor? You guys know the next one, right? Cool. Friday. I know you love this one, realtors. It's cold calling day. Hooray, right? We all love cold calls, right? Get on the phone. Somebody's going to reject you. That's what we, when we hear a cold call, we think rejection. Cold call, rejection. That's probably true. Think this. Rejection, money. Rejection, money. Rejection, money. Every time you get a rejection call, you're going to make more money. Why is that, Dave? Because they're, not, they're rejecting me. That's one less rejection. Have you ever heard that before? One more no before you get to the yes. Because you're going to get a yes. This is probably worn out, but I'm going to use it anyway. The famous hockey player, he says, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. If you don't take the shot, you're sure not going to make it. You don't make the call, you're not going to get the deal. I've been coaching for 15 years as a student. I've been a coach for nine years. I've lost track of how many stories where I've assigned somebody cold calls, and they really weren't doing them. And when I stepped on them and held them accountable and said, we're doing this, all right, I'll even get on the phone with them, and I'll, make, I'll be silent. They'll conference me in while they're doing a cold call, and I'll critique them afterwards. That's what you got to do sometimes to be accountable. you got to learn to love cold calls. There's a realtor in my market. She calls all the expireds and FISBOs and stuff like that. He loves cranking up cold calls. She's got a script for it. She gets lots of rejections. But you know what? Over the years, she's gotten really, really good at it. That gal does a ton of business. She gets a boatload of listings. She's got so many buyers, she has to have buyer's agents uh, take care of those for her. She gets a cut of them. She doesn't even do anything. Very, very smart. He is able to do that well because she embraced cold calls. All I'm asking for you to do is call 10 business people every Friday and two builders. We have builders in the area. Where do you get the list? The phone book, right? I know there's not a phone book anymore, but Chamber of Commerce. Call everybody in Chamber of Commerce. Hey, I want to introduce myself. I'm a professional realtor in the area. I'm very successful. I heard a lot about you. You're really successful, too. I think we know each other. I don't want to buy a house right now. I don't want to sell. Who are you again? It's okay. You know what? I heard you're successful. I think it'd be smart for us to know each other. Can I come by and see you at your office for five, ten minutes? Be bold. I don't think very many realtors do that. The realtors who make the most money do the most cold calls. It's funny. Years ago, I interviewed a guy. I was out uh, doing face-to-face with real estate agents. And I sat down with this guy. He's super successful, a little bit older than me, had a great reputation. At that point, he owned a piece of a company as well. I said, hey, what's the number one uh, thing you do that is successful? And he thought about it for about five seconds. He goes, Dave, he goes, I make sure I call 10 people every day, and at least two of them are brand new people. I go, you mean cold calls? He goes, yeah. So two times five is 10. So he makes 10 cold calls every single week is what he told me. That was his number one secret to success is that he talked to, not called, Talk to 10 people every day, and at least two of them were people he didn't know. I said, hey, how many times, how many calls do you have to make to talk to 10? He goes, yeah, sometimes I have to make two, maybe 30, 40, 50 calls. I don't know. I don't really think about it. I just know when I've had my 10th conversation, I did my job that day. Right? Very successful realtor. That was his number one key to success. So that's it. We're wrapping it up for realtors for the moment. That's the theme days. Uh, do we have any questions? do not, but I do want to take this time to remind everybody, if you go over to that Q&A box, you can type in a question and have Dave answer it. And, uh, yeah. Well, I will tell you what I just gave you for realtors. I coach some realtors that work with me, and uh, they love this stuff. And when I teach them this stuff, they hear it, but when I hold them accountable, that's when it makes a difference. So those of you on the call who are lenders, I want you to take this and I want you to teach it to your favorite realtors because you're literally going to do them a favor. And you realtors who are on this call, find someone to hold you accountable. And if it's not a core uh, member lender, then find somebody in your office to hold you accountable. Have an accountability buddy. I do not like making cold calls. Even now, I, I just don't. I will tell you this, though. I crossed a bridge a long time ago between 
I want to be successful. I want to be the best Dave I can be, and I want to make money. And I now, when I make a cold call, whatever little bit of fear or whatever reticence or holdback, I'm thinking, nope, I just stole some money from me or my family or from my future. That's not smart. I'm going to make that stinking call. So that's what I think. you got to cross that bridge psychologically uh, on the calls. The second thing is sometimes you need a warm-up call. Find a buddy. Jeb Reed used to do this for me when I didn't like making calls. And I'd call him up. And he'd know, especially on Monday morning, he goes, this is a warm-up call, isn't it? And he'd warm me up. I did that with a friend for a while, too. Have somebody you know who you call to get started on your theme day calls and say, hey, I just need a warm-up. And they know what you're talking about. So just chit-chat with them a minute, and they say, okay, bye. And then don't even hang up that receiver, and you dial the next call, and just keep dialing. If you want to get really super on top of it, get phone burner, which makes you run through a bunch of calls all at once. You can get all technical and make it all sexy. But the thing I see people do is they get around, they get focused on the system instead of actually making the calls. Don't ever lose focus on the number one thing, and that's actually talking to somebody or leaving a great voicemail with gratitude. All right? So lenders, help your realtors stay the same days. Realtors, find an accountability buddy, preferably a lender who is in level one or two alongside you. All right, so let's do lender theme days. These are easy. 40 realtors on Monday. That's a lot. Have a list. If you're smart, you're going to be in a relationship with 15 to 20 realtors and chasing another 20, all right? You really want to have a nice, sold list of 25 to 30 that your relationship, that is a business where you can do a, a, a nice number of loans, support a team of five or six, take really, really, really good care of every one of those real estate agents. Every single one of them is a VIP client to you. So when you call them on Monday, you're not calling to bug them. You're calling to check in on them. What can I do for you? What happened this weekend? Are there any leads I can follow up with? Hey, by the way, I've been helping you with your lead tracker. I called a couple of those leads, and I got us a, a deal. By the way, one of them has you know, somebody wants to list. I texted out over the weekend. All right? Bring some value to these people. Don't just call them up and bug them, but actually think about it. Be strategic. Work the list. Be smart. Every time you talk to somebody, make some notes. Think about them. Learn something new about them. They're important to you. Be in relationship with them. Care about them. All right? You got to block that time. Monday is the biggest call day. We're kicking it off. There's always new things going on in lending. You got to share that with them. Be the first one to tell them about it. All right? There's there's some stuff that came out about FHA and VA uh, seasoning or, or LTVs on refinancing. Why is that important to a realtor? You might think it's not. We're not going to do a bunch of refis and chase people and forget about our realtors. You want them to know, hey, you've got some clients that might have this characteristic. All right? That's why you're letting the realtor know. Keep them in the know. Give them a couple of tidbits of what's going on in the industry. Bring them some value. All right? But make those calls. All right? It's the biggest call day of the week. You've got to block out a minimum of two hours, if not three. All right? Be very smart. Be very on purpose. Be in a relationship with these people. Have the list. The tactics that I gave you around time management and time blocking to begin this call apply here. Again, if, to knock it out of the park in the fourth quarter when everybody else is slacking off or all the other lenders are chasing refis because they're selfish and greedy. Listen, the people that are buying houses, they're on a deadline. They need us to care about them, and they need us to close stuff on time and not come up the works with a bunch of refinances, all right? So listen. You can focus on refinances outside of the time you are spending working with real estate agents, but we are realtor-based lenders. We're purchase-based lenders. That means on Monday, we're not calling refi clients. We're calling realtor clients and asking them how we can help them. By the way, since rates are low, maybe some of your refi clients can be your realtor clients too. How about that? Kill two birds with one stone. Be smart. All right? Tuesday, status calls. You heard what I said for the realtors? You got to get your butts in gear and you got to get up early in the morning. You got to be prepared. Have your pipeline meeting on Monday afternoon so you have up to date status. And right out the gate on Tuesday morning, you're doing your update status calls. You're going to call your buyer, your buyer's agent, and the listing agent in that order. And you're going to ask the buyer's agent if it's okay to call the listing agent and say, I'm going to, I'm going to update them on this. Is there anything else that I can bring? 
to them to maybe save you some time, bring some value, okay? You're calling the listing agent so they can update their seller and not chase you. You're doing them a favor. You might want to find out how they like to be communicated with. Not all of them like phone calls. They might want to text. Great. Call them anyway. Leave a nice little short voicemail, but send them the text if that's what they want. Send them an email too. Be smart. But ask them what they want, all right? Get those status calls done before noon every Tuesday. If you're not doing it, like, Dave, I got all this going on. I can't, I can't get it done. I mean, that's just not realistic. Yes, it is. Set the priority. Prospecting calls, theme day calls are the number one thing that you do. Put those in your calendar and put everything else around them. I don't care how many problems you got going on in your pipeline. Unless somebody is standing up at closing and walking out and money's walking out the door, it's not more important than getting this stuff done. All right? Every problem that comes up in a loan, you can take command. You can hold people accountable. You can set an expectation that you're going to solve the problem later in the day and get back to them and get back to your theme days. All right? Set things in motion. Don't ignore it. But don't let it take over your theme days. We all allow that problem to take place. Both realtors and lenders are notorious for getting emotional about the deal and letting that take over. That's handing the power to somebody else. Take control. These clients that are buying and selling, they're counting on us. We're professional realtors and lenders. We're supposed to be the ones in charge. When a problem comes up, communicate very clearly and right away. Give them confidence that you're going to fix it. And whatever you got to do, fix the stinking problem, all right? Sometimes fixing the problem is telling the truth, and you can't fix it. But if that's the truth, then get there as fast as possible. Do as much damage control as you can. Apologize if that's necessary. And move on and prospect. Don't let it kill you, all right? Super, super important. I bring this up because so many of you let that get in the way of your status calls, and you just you forget what really drives business. The people that do well, and I mean really well, I've got somebody in my office. Her name is Robin Lavasser. Her team closed 65 units in the month of August. Did that because she prospects on purpose all the time, and she has a team that takes care of her clients and caters to them. Now, that's 65, but you can close 10 consistently as a lender with one assistant. You can close six or seven consistently as a realtor with one assistant and give great service, and you can stay focused on your theme days. You can be as big or as small size as you want and give great VIP experience, but you must prospect all the time to maintain that. Some of you on this call do 10 this month and three next month. Then you do two. Then you do eight. Then you do seven. Then you do five. It's all over the board. And you just accept that that's the way it's going to be. What you did 90 days before that was sporadic, so that's what you're experiencing now. Whatever you guys are doing right now, look back. 90 to 120 days, and be honest with yourself around your prospecting activities, and you're going to find that's going to match what you're doing. You get on track with this prospecting, your team days. That's what I mean by knocking it out of the park in the fourth quarter. What you do the rest of September, October, November, December is going to set you up for 2020, my friends. Be consistent. Block that out in your calendar. The ones who are listening to this call and actually institute what I'm implement, institute, make it happen, actually do it, you will be thanking me. I expect you guys who do this to call me in April and say, Dave, I just had the best April of my career. It's all because of that call. I actually finally started doing those theme days like you said. I would love to have that call. I want all of you. There's 50 people on this broadcast. I want every one of you to call me on April and say I just had my best first quarter ever of 2020 because I crushed it on my theme days in the fourth quarter of 2019. Hey, Lander, so Tuesday update calls. Got to get them done by noon because we got to help our realtors so they can get them out before the end of the day, right? They're dependent on us, so we have to be even more accountable than they are, all right? Get on them. If you're really smart, you'll get them done by 10 or 10.30 in the morning. Get them all done. Those people be happy. Make them happy. All right. Do we have any questions at the moment? Getting tired of lecturing. I want to hear some questions. <laughs> no, that's okay. Hey, Dave. We actually have uh, two questions. <clears throat> Excuse me. So for the first one is from Seth. It says, for lenders, what is the most important thing to keep in mind on our Monday realtor calls? That's a great question. The most important thing to keep in mind is the person you are calling 
you must care about them and care about their career and their business and what's going on in their life. That's the most important thing. That's number one. When you call them, the world stops as far as you're concerned and waits for what they're going to say to you. That's the answer. What's the next question? And the next one is from Carrie, and it says, can the Team LO make Tuesday update status calls if you have too many loans in the pipeline? I think there's a metric there. And what I would allow is that uh, you can have them call the borrower. Make sure the borrower uh, hears your name several times in that conversation. Uh, here's an example. Uh, your assistant's name is Luke and your name is Dave, kind of like us, right? Seth, I mean, Seth and Dave. Seth makes the call of our, hey, this is Seth on Dave Cameron's team. Uh, Dave and I were talking about your deal. Dave wanted me to call you and give you an update. He's going to check in with your realtor, and he's going to give them an update. He's also going to check in with the listing agent today, but he wanted me to tell you this. We need uh, you to make sure that you nail down that insurance binder. we got to have that actually done by tomorrow at noon. Can you get that done for sure? Great. Do you have any other questions? Uh, Dave and I were looking at your file. This came up. We need help with this. By the way, Dave wanted me to tell you how grateful we are that you are letting us help you with your loan. Dave wanted me to ask these uh, questions. Are you completely satisfied with everything we're doing on the team? Blah, 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 blah. Okay? Use those questions I gave you earlier. Teach your team to use them. All my team has those six questions printed up in their folder in front of them. I went in one of my team members' office. She has it taped right next to her screen, right next to her phone. Okay? So there's your tactic if you got so many deals that you have to do that. But you must be the one to call the buyer's agent and the listing agent. That's the answer. Okay, next. That was a great answer. And I'm actually, uh, I really like this next question. So it says, when is it too early to begin the calls? Um, that's a really good question. You have to know your audience. And don't laugh. I make some calls at 7 a.m. I think before the 8 a.m. start of the day for anybody else is too early. But I got some people, especially realtors, that I know are early birds. And, and God, by the way, the, the way I get my calls done, I start, I knock out a couple calls on Monday morning. I got, I got some early bird realtors. They're like me. We get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. We're a bunch of crazies. We also run out of gas at 9 o'clock at night and fall asleep. All right? But I call early. But you got to know your audience. I have a couple clients during the process. I will call them early too, again to get a head start and get those out of the way. So that's the answer. 8 a.m. Unless you know for sure they are used to getting your call before that. And by the way, if I have a client who's an early riser, I usually figure it out. And I say, hey man, sometimes I'm going to check in on you. Is it okay if I call you between seven and eight? Sure, Dave. That's a great time for me. Or no, that's not a great time. That's when I'm getting the kids ready for school or whatever. Just find out. Ask that question. So that's what I do. That's that's as early as I'd go. If you got somebody who says call me earlier and you want to do it, by all means. But 8 a.m. is when the earliest you can start. I do a daily team meeting every single day at 8:30. So I make some calls before that. I stop, do my team meeting, and I go right back to my prospecting. It's on my calendar. So that's what I do. Seth, any other questions? No, that's uh that's the last one that we have in the queue right now. Okay, where were we? We were doing Tuesday calls for uh, lenders, right? Sir. Okay, Wednesday. Wednesday is pre-approvals, all right? This is a really good source of uh, current client referrals. I think this is a huge miss for both lenders and for realtors because we get a lead, we get all, all excited, we get them pre-approved, they go make an offer on a house, it doesn't go through, what happens next? Sometimes they don't hear from you for two or three weeks or longer. Isn't that true? They might not hear from the realtor either. Then they go out to, because they got disappointed or whatever, didn't get that offer, they go out to an open house two weekends from now. They haven't heard from you since you sat down with them. They go to an open house where some realtors working their tail off there. If they're smart, they got a lender there with them, and they meet a brand-new realtor and a brand-new lender. And their lender says, hey, have you pre-approved? Well, yeah, I got pre-approved with so-and-so. Hey, are they calling you every week and checking in? Well, no, they haven't called me for two weeks. Oh, really? Oh. Right? So don't let that scenario play out. All of you on this call who are lenders and realtors, you're probably thinking right now, oh, my God, I got about 10 people I need to call right now. 
because that's what happens. This is the one that most of us fall down on. By the way, as a coach, the one I fall down on too. All my students, the top level three coaches, all of us, if, if we screw up, we've been asked this. It's usually our Wednesday and our Thursday calls, sometimes our Thursday and our Friday calls. The VIPs are Fridays for Leonard's, by the way. That's where, that's where we drop the ball. Don't do that. So Wednesday's pre-approvals. You get them pre-approved. By the way, there's usually a realtor stuck to that pre-approval. So you call that pre-approval. They're usually excited because they haven't been drugged through the mud around the process of going through inspections and all the other processing that happens in lending. So sometimes they're really excited. They're telling their friends, hey, we're going to buy a house. We're looking for houses. Those are the people that can send you current client referrals because they're excited. So check in on them. Hey, you going to go look at some houses weekend? By the way, have you heard from Lucy at Remax? Because I'm going to check in with her. I know she wants to talk to you. Oh, yeah, Lucy called shit. Great. That's a realtor doing their job, ladies and gentlemen. No, we haven't heard from Lucy. You know what? I know Lucy's really excited to help you. I know she was busy, and she's going to get to you because she told me she was. I bet she's going to call you later today. And then what do you do? As soon as you get off the phone, you call Lucy. Hey, Lucy, you better call the Jones. I just talked to them, and they haven't heard from you. I know they want to go out looking at houses this weekend, so get on them. They've, a love call from them, from you right now would be uh, really smart. By the way, boom, talk about bringing value. You're following up, maybe getting a referral, and cluing in your realtor to the, some people that might, might need to hear from them. And by the way, pre-approved buyers are hot deals that are turning into deals, contracts. That could be a contract for you on Sunday or Monday. So call those people. Know your list. Mine's huge right now because we have this market where there's a bunch of uh, multiple offers going on. I got people that have been getting disappointed. Rates dropped, so they all got excited because their their ability to buy went up a little bit. Prices went up, but their ability to buy went up a little bit. So I called all of them and said, hey, by the way, we can afford $25,000 more house now for the same payment. What do you think about that? That was exciting. But by the way, are you happy with everything me and the team been doing for you? Great. Are you really excited to buy a house? You found something you want yet? Oh, two, tell me about it. Great. You're going to go out this weekend and look? Super, right? Get a couple of yeses. By the way, can I ask you a favor? Listen around the office today when you're out and about. You're like really tuned in to people buying houses. You're going to hear maybe one of your friends or your family wants to buy a house. Would you please refer them to me so I can take care of them? Did you know that 65% of the people buying houses are disappointed in their lending experience? Let's save those people from a bad experience somewhere else. Refer them to me and I'll take care of them just like I'm taking care of you. Make that happen, people. Don't be afraid to call those folks. You already met with them. You already spent a bunch of time. You already invested your team's time in them. For God's sakes, call them. Wednesday, pre-approval database is Thursday. Database is people that you've closed recently or a long time ago. All right? Did you know that most of us forget about our relationship person? Realtor is a little bit more relationship with a buyer than a lender is unless a lender is really good. Even a realtor, it's like your best buddies during the transaction, right, realtors? You feel because you're you're helping them. It's an emotional thing. You're talking about everything. You're talking about every. They're telling about little Susie's why she wants that room, what color she's going to paint it, why they want that house. You know all those details that they care about. So you're deep in with them. You're best friends. You close them, and then you don't call them for six months. They literally forget about you. For realtors, I don't know why this stats is funny. I always joke. Everybody knows 10.4 realtors. I don't know who the .4 are, but for sure you want to be the one out of those 10 that they think about. And the only way to do that is to be in a relationship with them. Lenders, do yourself a favor and help your realtors because when you call on your closed people, lenders, this is database, all right, you're going to call your top 50 favorite past clients on Thursday also, just like the realtors. Hmm. Same day as the realtors. By the way, when you call them, they're usually attached to a realtor who referred them to you if you have a realtor-based business like all the smart lenders. That's a great time to call that realtor and say, hey, didn't we just repeat this? Right? Hey, that sounds familiar. We just talked about that on Wednesday. Wednesday, we're calling our pre-approvals and we're calling the realtor to refer them to us. On Thursday, we're calling in doing a check-in, our top 50, and we're going to call the realtor that referred them to us because we're all in relationship together. We're going to help that realtor get more referrals, aren't we? 
listen, as a lender, we might not get an immediate transaction out of a listing, but by God, I, our realtor will get a deal out of a listing, won't they? They're going to sell their house. They might want to buy another one. They might know somebody who's going to sell a house who also might want to buy. So there's a deal in there maybe for you. Don't be so selfish you don't think of your realtor. Think of the real estate agent, too. Whenever you're talking to your clients, so it's buyers and sellers that we want lenders, just like the realtors, because we want to refer people to our realtors, too. We want to keep them in relationship. So Thursday, top 50 past clients, you got to have a list. Hopefully, like a realtor, you got a big database. Most lenders do. Tear it down. All right? You can be in relationship, really, with about 50, 60 people. That's it. We teach 50. So, again, on Thursday, what are you doing? Once a month, you're calling 12 or 13 of them, and you're calling the same week of the month. So the second week, you're going to call the same group in September as you do the second week in October. So they hear from you once a month on about a once-a-month rhythm. It's really not rocket science. It's kind of mathematical. It's kind of systematical. It's kind of easy. All right? Actually, it's simple. Not easy. What's easy is deciding to do it. What's not easy is implementing it and sticking to it and following through and being accountable. That's why you need accountability. I promise you, if you get in coaching and stay in coaching, uh, your trainer or your coach will hold you accountable at some level. It's really smart to get somebody else around you who can also hold you accountable. You have to have multiple accountability partners. I've got several. I've got people on my team. I've got loan officers and co-branch managers in my branch. I've got my own coach. I've got my boss at the company. I've got a, another boss at my company who coaches me. i got five or six people. i got a spiritual guide. i got all these people hold me accountable. That sounds like a lot. No, I need that to keep me on track because I want to be the best Dave, and I'm still not there. I've been doing this long, and I've been successful, and I'm still not there. I know you guys aren't either, so keep striving for getting better and better. All right? Friday, VIP calls for lenders. All right? Just like realtors on Monday, but for us, it's Friday. So VIP calls. Again, you have to have a top 50 VIP list. On my list is my family. My kids refer me business. They're old enough now. My sisters referred me deals before. My mom could refer me a deal. She has in the past. She lives in New York, so... If she said she knows somebody's going to buy, I'm going to hand it to somebody I know out that way. But that's okay. I still check it. That's a VIP to me. Very important person in my life that you're talking about. Your business people, your very, very, very best realtors really should be on your Monday realtor list. But you can also put them on your VIP list. I have some realtors. I've literally, they're some of my best friends. And I have to tell them that because they don't believe it. They think I'm best friends because we're in business. No, I'm best friends with them. They're my VIPs because I really, really, really like them. They like me. You got to call them. All right. Notice I didn't say there's a cold calling day for lenders. That's because lenders have to do cold calls every day. All right. So theme days, recap for realtors, Monday's VIPs, Tuesday status calls, Wednesday is hot leads and old leads. It's for realtors. Thursday is your top 50 past clients. Friday is cold calling day, new business people and builders. That's for realtors. For lenders, Monday is realtors. Tuesday's updates. Get it done early. Wednesday is your pre-approved list. Thursday is your top 50 clients, past clients, people you've helped and closed before. Friday is your VIP day. Every day for lenders is cold calls. you got to make two cold calls every single day, lenders. Oh, I hate cold calls. Make two cold calls. Cold call, money. Cold call, money. Cold call money. You got to program your brain. It's not cold call pain. It's cold call money, money, money. True story. One of my best relationships in business was a cold call initially. He's an attorney. He's somebody I've used for myself and referred out. He was a cold call years ago. Someone said, hey, there's an attorney you should call. This is his name. Because I was asking, who should I call? They gave me the same. I called the guy and said, I just want to meet with you. He said, what do you need? Do you need some help? I said, no, I just want to get to know. He goes, I don't know if you know this. I get paid by, I remember he said this, I get paid by the hour. He goes, actually, I get paid by the six-minute increment. <laughs> and I said, do you ever eat? He says, yes. I go, how about if I take you to lunch? Okay. That's how I got him. It was a cold call. 
he, he's actually turned into one of my best friends. I introduced him to reading Proverbs every day. It's made his family stronger. He's helped me through some trying times. Uh, he's referred me umpteen amounts of business. I've referred him business. He's one of my best relationships. It was a cold call. All right, Seth, do we have any more uh, questions? We've got about eight minutes left for Q&A. I want to help these people. There's no way that the 45 remaining attendees don't have a question. Go. So. Have uh, So far we have one. Hopefully we get some more in here. But uh, Brandy again asked, at what point do you stop calling weekly on pre-approved borrowers and spread out to the follow-up uh, to a longer amount of time? Um, I think what she's asking is, do I call them every week? And then do I start maybe calling them every other week and then once a month? I agree. I think that's what you're asking, Brandy. And it's a bad idea to do that. However, what happens is that pile gets bigger and bigger and bigger for some of us. And you've got to sort through it and pick the ones that are serious. Um, I've got a team, so I delegate that. And so sometimes they'll call them. I touch them every week. And I know that if I don't touch them, they're going to go somewhere else. And part of my retention plan around, listen, we did the work to prospect, get them in, get them pre-approved, get them on the lead tracker. In some cases, we've written offers and pre-approval letters. That's a lot of work. I don't think most people understand that's about 50, 60% of the work of actually getting paid, what I just described there. Why would you stop and, and just throw all that away? Sometimes we have to spend a lot of time maintaining that relationship until it turns into something. I think you can instinctively know if somebody likes you is going to continue working with you or not. If you get to the point where they are pre-approved and you've written offers or they want to work with you, call them every week. I know it sounds like a lot of work, but do it anyway. All right? If you call them every other week, I think you're taking a risk. If you call them once every three weeks or once a month, guaranteed they're going to go and jump in with somebody else when you least expect it. That second and third week, they haven't heard from Remember the scenario I described to you? They go to an open house. They haven't heard from their realtor for three weeks, and the realtor there goes, hmm, oh, okay. Creating doubt, of course they are. Did you sign a buyer's agreement with them? Of course they didn't. Right? Because you don't want to put that kind of pressure on people. So that means that they're, what, free agents. They can go literally use any agent they want. So don't be silly and let them go somewhere else. I will tell you this. We do have people on our pre-approved list. Everybody who wants to buy a house, no matter how bad they look at the time that we first work on them, they are on some kind of system. So I do have people that aren't ready to buy now. They're on like a six-month plan. I've even had people on the two-year plan. One of my best returning clients who now has outstanding high credit scores was one of those projects. I literally had to coach them around their credit and uh, prepping this. And pre I mean, it was like two years. But they became loyal people because I invested that time in them. So those people know you don't have to call them every week. Those people, I put them on like a once a month or even some of them on every other month or even a third month. Like if they're two years out, I just say, hey, you got to do this. We call it the home plan. And we're going to get you to home eventually, but we can't even start looking until we get to this point. But between now and then, here's your homework. And I'll check in with them maybe once every two or three months. Hey, are you doing your homework? Keep them on track. Usually those people need to fix something on their credit or whatever else or they're waiting for something to season out, or maybe it's a divorce thing, or who knows. There's a whole bunch of host of reasons. Whatever it is, it's customized for them. I'm addressing it. And those people appreciate that you keep on track. And by the way, some of them get off track. And if you don't call them, and you wait until six months when they're supposed to be ready, and then you get six months, and they're like deeper in debt, instead of getting better, it's like, oh, my God, what's wrong, you dummy? No, that's on us, because we didn't hold them accountable. Usually if they have a problem with their credit, they're probably not very accountable. They need some help. So that's what I do. That's a lot of lecturing for that subject. But I promise you that once you have those people, if they want to buy or sell, you keep in relationship with them. You do whatever you have to do. you got to make a ton of calls, make the ton of calls. It's okay to prioritize them, but call them all. All right, Seth, any other questions? We have another one. It says, uh, do you cold call message, so to speak, through social media? Cold call message through social media. Can you make a call through social media? Seth, help me out here. I, 
I'm thinking more of a like send a message through social media to someone that you've uh, never met before, uh, introducing yourself and saying, hey, can I give you a call? I don't have enough time to lecture you on this, but I'm gonna, here's the short answer. Social media provides that extra layer of lack of accountability and confrontation that some people who are soft, they like that. I don't think that's a good idea. If you want to, yeah, I don't do that. I call them up and I leave a voicemail. Some people don't have voicemails. I'll send them a text, but I won't cold call text somebody. I mean, it's, I think that's silly. If you can't get a voicemail to them and you can't get an email or anything else to them, I suppose you could reach out to them on social media and say, hey, I tried to call you. I don't know you. You don't have voicemail set up. I have something important to talk to you about. I mean, I guess that's the hook I would set. But otherwise, I would leave a voicemail, a very short one, say, hey, I'd like to get to know you. Give me a call back. And I'd call them until they call me back. Um, Here's one I'll give to all of you. This is kind of a little gem. If you call somebody 10 times, this is a cold call, not anything else. If you call somebody 10 times, they call you back. The last message is this. Hey, I've called you uh, very systematically 10 times. There's a reason I'm calling you. Um, I'm not sure what's going on in your life that's got you so busy, but I'm not going to call you anymore. I'll leave you with this, though. It, you probably need somebody as diligent as I am in your life. I would probably do something really good for you if you let me have a chance. But I'm not going to call you ever again. Have a good day. Bye-bye. That's called a takeaway. And there's a little bit of self-satisfaction that. You don't want to be uh, too smug about it because we're not trying to be condescending somebody. Be matter of fact. Hey, you're kind of silly for not calling me back because if you know me, I'm going to be a better realtor or better lender than anybody else you're going to meet. And I'm going to know people that are going to help you because if you help me by doing a deal with me, I'm going to find people to help you. Your life will only be enriched by knowing me. And by the way, all you people on this call, believe that when you call somebody. You're helping them out. You're going to save them from the 65% of the bad experience, which I'm, I don't know the stats on realtors, but I'm sure that they have bad experience with realtors too. You are going to save them from a bad experience at some point. So just believe that. Seth, any more questions? We've got a, like a minute left. We got a couple more, but the next one in line is uh, what were the stats you gave from the number of follow-up calls you make and the percentage of those that turn into closed sales? This is a soft number because I, I, we have hard data somewhere, but three calls about 25%. Seven calls is 75%. Twelve calls is 90%. Perfect. Thank you. And then we can skip right ahead to the next one. Uh, what are some good messages to leave for realtors on Monday if you don't connect? I'm just checking in to see how you're doing. Listen, we got to get together this week. It's super important. I got a couple updates for you, and I want to find out what happened with that and then fill in the blank. Hope you're doing great. Give me a call. Most of the realtors I call on Monday, I talk to them later in the week because I leave a message like that. All right? Be very positive. Be upbeat. Make it about them. Okay, any other questions, Seth? Um, we have... Brandy said that answered my question. Thanks, Dave. And then Scott said, same question for agent calls. How many times do we chase them with the no call back before we bump them to Monday call status? Um, bump them okay. off Monday call status. Okay, so there's a different one for agents. And real estate agents, you'll appreciate this. So if, you, if you're able to leave a message, by the way, it could be that they never listen to your messages. They just delete them, so they might never get it. But with talk, text, and stuff like that, it works. But leave the same kind of message, but it's the last call. So here's what it sounds like. Hey, Seth, Dave Cammer over at Summit Funding. Listen, I've called you a bunch of times, and I've made sure I've called you on a regular basis. Uh, I did that because I want you to think of me as reliable. Um, I'm not going to call you ever again because uh, I have a system. I've got other people that I think would like to work with me. But I'm going to leave with this. How would you feel if I was this persistent following up on a lead that you gave me? Because that's what I would do for you. All right. Have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye. Boom. That's a takeaway. And guess what? I would do that. Somebody works with me and they give me a lead. I'm going to dog that lead until I get them. I mean, think of like the tackle those. I'm going to go after that lead like it because they gave me sometimes six, eight, ten, twelve thousand dollars of their income. I'm not going to disrespect that. I'm going to call those people until they say, I never want to hear from you again. Right.
That's the only way I won't ever call them back. We owe it to them, don't we? So let those realtors know by being consistent, calling them consistently, that you'll dog their leads for them too. That's what they want, reliability. There's my answer, Seth, and I think we're out of time, bro. We are, but you did great, and I appreciate everybody listening today. Uh, that'll end today's call. Thank you, everybody. My pleasure. Take care.